Okay. Flash. Flash. We're flashing flashing. each other. We're flash flash thunder. We're going so fast. Flash. Ping. Ah. Ping, ping, ping. Center of the universe. That's the sound of flash. Oh, this is CLP. Flash. You have to do an intro. Uh -huh. You have to do the- Oh, oh shoot. Introduce um, it. Ladies and gentlemen, presented from the Cinema Lounge of Lincoln, Nebraska, <coughs> Marshall Parrish, Ben Herbel, present to you, The Flash. Is that what is that is that all I was supposed to do? Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, I definitely I definitely peaked on on those ones, so sorry about that. Put like seven hard limiters just on you. Thanks, <clears throat> Dad. It's okay. I need more hard limiters in my life, honestly. Everyone is just a soft unlimiter. <laughs> that is not a good joke there. It's <laughs> just let it happen. It's okay, buddy. Um, um, hey, good to see you. It is good to see you. I've been busy. From the Cinema Lounge. Yes. Yeah, you have. What have I been doing? Um, Why have I been busy? You've been getting ready for a wedding. You've been working. That's true. You've been, you, I, I, yeah, I don't know what else you've been doing. What else you've been doing? Fill me I in. Fill us the listeners in. What have you been up to? You know man? what? I've been watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> nice. We talked about that like two episodes <laughs> we ago. We did. It's so wow. good, man. I sat down and I finally had time to work on art stuff. So I was working on commissions and I sat down and I was oh, like, nice. I don't know what I want to watch with this because it was like a Superman thing. I didn't really watch want to watch Superman or an animated show or anything. And I thought, I've got Paramount. I could watch Star Trek. And I started watching it from season two because that's when it gets good. And I was like, uh -huh. it's just a good show. It's just good that's science great. fiction and I enjoy it. And it just is like... You don't have to pay super close attention and you get all of the philosophical, ethical, whatever, and I like it. Yeah, it's it's and it's episodic. You just you yeah. watch an episode at a time, as many episodes as you want. Yeah. Like little fun little adventure. Each of them each of them's kinda unique. It doesn't ever feel too much like it's like too um predictable either you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's episodic but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily follow s some really predictable it doesn't most curve, of the time you know yeah. and there's some of them that like follow like that are kind of inspired by episodes from previous series like there's a several in the original series that are kind of redone in later seasons or series rather but i really like it and i did some really good work i got a lot of art done and it felt good to get art done finally. What do you, how does, how is, is our commissions financially good for you? Yes, I'm just bad at um, doing them is the thing. Is that like, <laughs> I, and that's every artist ever, is like mm -hmm. you commission them at this time and then way too long later you get it back from them. Um, my problem is that I switched jobs and my, my old job was so unstable schedule wise that it wasn't a good time for me to do it. And then, now that I have the new job, I've been waiting for it to get stable. And then the last few weeks, everything started getting crazy again. And Mondays and Saturdays were supposed to be the time that I worked on art stuff. And that has like, I've been doing Zion on Saturdays and I finally reclaimed that. And then Mondays, we've been having to record on Mondays, which isn't a huge problem, but that's where we're at. Um, so it's been like just Saturdays. And this past Saturday, I finally had one where I could sit down and just be productive. And it was great. And it was so nice. Good. How many did you knock out? No, I've got like, I basically did the entire background pencils and inking and flat colors for Whoa. one. Cool. And that's a lot. That's sweet, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm very happy. Nice. Wow. So you've been busy. You've been busy. Yeah. Um, that's, that's nuts. I also was busy today. Yeah. I apologize about the late start on the record time. That's okay. I had to uh, fix a wall at our old house, selling our house. Um, oh, that was the old house. It, yeah, the old house. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to sell it, part of our agreement selling it was uh, uh, fixing some stuff. So <laughs> so uh, I had to go in and put in um, some, new, some new trim, um, a repaint section. 
paint said trim and nail it on. Blah, blah, blah. And it, was, uh, it was the whole time. Wow. So, yep. So sorry about this little, little late start. Yeah. That's fine. I was getting measured for suits and things, so I needed to Ooh. do that and everything. Ooh. Yeah, I've got how information to tell look? you yeah. and Isaiah and Donovan yeah. now too, because Perfect. that's all Ooh. Oh stuff. boy, hot dog. Oh. It's so fun. Did you feel like did you feel like a real Bruce Wayne in your suit? I mean, it was a nice suit. It was a nice suit. That's nice. Yeah. You deserve a nice suit, man. I don't really want to pay for I've a nice suit. It. I've been saying it for years. I've been saying it for years. That I deserve a nice suit? Yep. Thank you. Birthday suit? Oh, for your birthday. I got a nice one of them. I had one of those for a long <laughs> time. Really? And I here it is. Flash. Ah! Just <laughs> callback. We're on. We're on. We're recording this via the internet, listener. So Marshall, for all you know, could have just flashed me on camera. Yeah. But um, I may yeah. have. No. But everyone, we you are might, talking about have. Flash today. Uh, the yep. new film yep. directed by Andy Machete. Twenty. Written by 2023. Yes. Directed by Andy Machete. Written by Christina Hodgson, John Francis Daly, and Jonathan Goldstein. Uh, score by Benjamin Walfish. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, cinematography is Henry Braham and starring Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Kaye, Michael Shannon, Ron Livingston, Maribel Verdu, Kirsi Clemens, and Ben Affleck, as well as tons of other people, but those are kind of the main the main players. Um, ben, will you read... Yes the synopsis of the film. You know I will, you know I will. Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes forcing him to race for his life <laughs> in order to save the future. Yeah. Good stuff. We're... Good stuff. So we do no spoilers for a little bit. Yep. yep. And then we go into spoilers. Um, yeah. So let's well, just... Um, should we just try to get Where do we start here? with this? It's 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 well I have an I have a confession before we start, Marshall. What? Um so this'll be this'll be like imagine we're doing a um a Marshall presents, but um I'm on the podcast too. Bad. Because I watched the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes. What? How does that happen? What? Um, there's a little thing called um, BitTorrent, and I downloaded the movie over the weekend and watched the first ten minutes and last ten minutes and didn't watch the rest. Why? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> because I didn't have time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought I would, but um, I missed the media, the middle parts of the movie. That's most of it. Awkward. Yeah, that is that is most of the movie. It's a two-hour two hour movie. Uh, no, two-hour and 17-minute uh, movie. Yes. So, um, yeah, so that's my guilty confession. I'm so sorry. I just... I wasn't I wasn't excited about watching this movie. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I'm not going to go see it in theaters. Why can't it just be on Max already? Yeah. And it was not on Max, so I went and found a, a cam recording and and watch that so sorry about that but we're here here is <laughs> so you're gonna be presenting a lot more of your thoughts i'm gonna be asking you questions well here's here's my question do you have the whole yes. movie yeah okay why because i really don't want to do it this way <laughs> Oh, you want to like you want me to go watch it and then and then and then record it again? Yeah, we could do it tomorrow. We could finish this tomorrow evening. <laughs> um, we could do that. Do you want to pause the recording and we can come right back to it like this exact moment? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 save this file, publish it, cut it together. Yes. Oh man. Okay. I wish that you could see <laughs> our faces for this. Like this. This is why I wish that we it's did like video kinda, for all of them. Kind of awkward. I'm so sorry. Oh man. Okay. I'm sorry, bummer. Okay, do you stop recording? On three. Two. One. Two, one. Three. Marshall? Hello? Okay, listener, I guess it's just a solo pod with me, myself, and I. Because Marshall's not here. Some Chad showed up. Um, so I watched the flash. Hey guys, it's me, Marshall. How's it going out there? What? Uh, what? <laughs> Where have you been? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. That's well, my secret. This is 
this has been a bizarre experience. Yeah, I try. Um, um, ben, welcome back. Were you, were, hold on, were you back in time? Did you time travel? Is that where you yes. been? Yes. This whole yes. time? You went back to the, you went to the episode yesterday? I did. And you changed the future to make it so that there's no such thing as Marshall. There's only a guy named there is Chad only Chad. Who the Cinema Lounge. Exactly. Yeah. Chad, wow. the host of Movie Room. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, he doesn't look as good as you do, so let it be known. I mean, I could send you the picture of this Chad guy over here. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. It's pretty nice. Um. So anyway, time travel, huh? Um. Yeah, so we started the episode yesterday. I didn't finish the mm -hmm. movie because I was boycotting Ezra Miller. Which I respect. Um, and, and and so help me, I did not give him the funds to a movie ticket. I pirated that shit. Yeah. People, people walked in front of the camera like only twice. It was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, definitely not an ideal viewing experience. If, if I could choose watching a superhero movie in the theaters versus at home, you know, even in that situation, I'd probably would, I'd like to choose the theater if it works in my sure. schedule. Um, uh, next tier down is got to be an HD camera <laughs> smuggled into a movie theater. It's a little bit <laughs> different. But, but, but also like, also if what you're trying to do is watch a movie to, to, to stay on top of pop culture and you don't want to spend a bunch of money, like I... That's great. That's fine. I don't know. It got the job done. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing. No, ever. it works. I still got a good. I got a. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so screw you, Ezra Miller. You don't get my ticket money. There's other people that work on the film. Yeah, like Michael Keaton. God bless that man. He did a good job. Um. So Ben, super fast mm -hmm. refresher of the things mm -hmm. that we talked about yesterday. Um. Written by Christina Hodson, John Francis, uh, Jonathan Goldstein. Score by Benjamin Wolfish, who's done basically this, it seems. Cinematography by Henry Braham, who did Guardians 2, 3, and The Suicide Squad, all James Gunn joints. Uh, performances, Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Kaye, Michael Shannon, Ron Livingston, Maribel Verdu, Kirzy Clemens, Ben Affleck. Directed by Andy Machete. And lots of visual effects that some people think are terrible, and some people, like me, think are fine. For the most part, honestly. Yeah, they were confusing mostly. Yeah, well, and it was mostly you didn't just have confusing. the full quality yeah, of the visual as well. Even, but yeah, but even at that point, I uh, okay. What well, should I save it? That's true. Oh, we can't we'll get into spoilers. Did you have somewhere you wanted to go with it? Did you have somewhere you wanted to go with it first? All I'll say is that there were like scenes where the visuals looked good and like fit normally, and then some scenes where you were just like. That's off-putting and strange. Yeah. Why did you do it like that? Well, let's just let's just let's try to go through our categories real quick here, and then we'll get into spoilers. Um, okay, okay, okay. We've okay. got script score, cinematography, performances, directing. Let's talk mm. about the things that we like about this first, because okay. I okay. think that it might yeah. be a pretty 50-50 split to a certain degree. Um, I think I, f I feel 50-50 about it, so yeah. like, let, let alone you liking it versus me not liking it, which may be the case. I don't know. Um, I like it I feel more like than parts I, of don't. It I liked in parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I can get behind that. I mean, I can I can see why you would feel that way. <laughs> ben is being uh, pulverized by his cat. Ouch. Uh, cat ouch, ouch. on the shoulders. I need to trim her nails so bad. Crawling. So it's bad. very entertaining. Need to. Man, ouch, this is why we need to do ouch. video for. For okay. everything, because this okay. is very good. No, it's fine. I think she's not going to move anymore, which means she won't climb. That's delightful. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cat oh, is on. Margot is on Ben's shoulders. Now moving on to Ben's back. Has created a platform. Ben has created a platform by leaning horizontal. It is very comfortable for Margot. He's now moved away from his chair. Oh, and Margot's on the ground, has taken the chair. The chair has been claimed by Margot. Ben has lost uh, his oh claim, gosh. his stake. The cat is Go. on the ground. Chair is reclaimed. God. Oh, I am man. I am Victor. I thought you were Ben. I am. I am. I am dominant. I probably just woke up my baby doing that. Anyway, oh I don't know. It, that may have sounded pleasurable to me, but it was not at I any point really pleasurable. I don't really think it did sound pleasurable to you. Oh, I think it sounded okay. like a bad time, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, teach their own, I guess. Depends what you're into. No kink shaming here. All right, sure. So, 
anyway, the uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, 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 oh! So, uh, there's parts we like, parts we don't like. Here's what I'll say. I think, I think they were able to connect a sometimes very disjointed DC EU um, between all those movies. I think they the legitimately gave an interesting story from all of those weird movies. Yes. So to connect to connect Man of Steel. That's not a spoiler. All the way through to 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 the Justice League and and beyond. That is that's that's well done. I, th- I think I think that is uh, something to get an achievement. It's interesting the way that they went about doing that as well because it's like it's a little confusing as to what's canon because traditionally it seems mm. like Joss Whedon's 2016 whatever it was 2016 2017 Justice League is the one that lived in the canon and was actually real Mm. but they make some references in this one that seem to specifically talk about scenes that are only in Zack Snyder's Justice League which is confusing to me but it doesn't matter anymore probably right who and who wrote this again Um, this is written by Christina Hodson who's uh, did Birds of Prey, which is all right, and Bumblebee, which I didn't see, but I heard was all right. John Francis. That's funny. I just pirated that today. <laughs> Good job. Birds of Prey or Thank you. Bumblebee? No, <laughs> oh, uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> I'm trying to get ready for the for the current Transformers. Uh, movie, so. Why? Why? Because <laughs> it's summertime, and that's what you freaking do in the summer. Is you watch big ass Transformers? I, I guess you can. Um, but then John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who both did the D&D movie and Spider-Man Homecoming, which are both okay. really good. I, I really enjoy both of those movies. The D&D movie, we haven't talked about it on the show, but it's really fun. Yeah. I really, I, I don't want to say I loved it, but I really had a good time with that movie. So like, right, okay. those guys I have confidence in, Birds of Prey Woman, not as much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... Uh, from, from an overall big picture story perspective. Well done, well done, The Flash. I think you, you connect some things that are maybe very difficult to connect because of what you were given, so. Yeah, yeah. it's just, they take, so this this movie's based on Flashpoint, the comic book. It's like the notable oh, yeah. Flash story. And I reread it for this, as well as a few of the tie-ins. Because this is the problem with comic book events like Civil War or Infinity Gauntlet, whatever. There's always mm-hmm. like, here's the main series events and there's six issues. And outside of that, every ongoing book, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, are having tie-ins that work towards that and flesh it out so much. So you'll read Civil War, the event comic from Marvel. And you'll think, wow, Tony's being a jerk. Wow, it's really out of character for Peter to give up his secret identity to the public. Why would he do that? And then you read the tie-ins and it makes a lot more sense because there's all kinds of stuff going into why Tony's making these decisions. And then Peter revealed himself because Tony manipulated him and everything and was kind of positioning himself as a father figure, all kinds of stuff there. Rereading Flashpoint, it really hits hard that it's just like not really that great, honestly. Huh, really? Yeah, it's fine, but I didn't love it. And I, it's it's uh-huh. just like, it follows the vague same story beats, which is always the way that these things go. Uh-huh. Where, uh-huh. Uh, what is... Are we, are, are we into spoilers now? We're or we just, not. Like, we just go? Uh, okay. I'm okay. trying to think. <clears throat> Do we want to get more specific? Uh, let's just, uh, should we no, talk about No, just say yeah. Um, but before I, before yes. we move on from the story and, and script, I want to say that something else that is that does a good job of is both giving the Flash a backstory and kind of an origin story, mm-hmm. which doesn't really happen super well in the Justice League um, or any no, other they just medium. Skip past it. I mean, like, yeah. So, so to be able to give this movie that is making connections to a, a bigger extended universe, but then also providing a origin story but you've also been introduced to the character already i think that was that was pretty interesting to be able to say i mean you pick up the beginning of this movie and the flash um is or barry allen is in the justice league already right so this is happening chronologically after the justice league has happened um but also we're able to go back and give barry allen a backstory in an origin story and we can see 
we we learned some of the rules of the Flash, some of the some of the ways the 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 rules of his powers. Mm. Um, you learn how he got his powers. You know all that stuff. I think I think it was. Uh, I thought that was that was done really well to be able to balance those things and give them back. Yeah, I yeah. think that was interesting because it, and they did more or less just follow what happens in the comics. Not mm-hmm. in Flashpoint, but like that is basically his origin story: is that uh, his mother is killed and his father may or may not have done it, and he dedicates his life to trying to prove that it wasn't his father. And while he's at the police lab, gets shocked by lightning and all these chemicals get on him and he becomes the Flash. It's good and I think that it portrays it well. What, this is my problem. This is my problem is that they took this story that seemed really thin and they didn't really flesh it out as much as they just kind of like changed it in ways that just kind of shifted it horizontally as opposed to making it better is like there's no two berries in the original and this one when barry goes back in time and changes things and it screws up the universe he meets his younger self and then there's two ezra millers and they're like the co-stars of this movie and there's the younger one who's like 18 and then the current one and it kind of forces older ezra into talking a little bit about performances i guess into being a more interesting likable version of that character as opposed to the version we've had up to this point, which is just like a really annoying, quirky, quote unquote, quirky character. It's just like unbearable Joss Whedon writing, essentially. And that we basically have older Flash being annoyed at the character that we've previously been annoyed at, which is a weird thing to do, but it it works fine. I don't really care about the interpersonal conflict between them. I just, there there are things that I like a lot about this movie. Mm-hmm. I think the action is very good. I think the emotional stuff hits when it needs to. I think this is the best that Ben Affleck has portrayed Batman, probably. I really like, I, honestly, all the Batman stuff in this movie, I thought was very good, which is this really is a good Batman movie. because Andy Machete <laughs> yeah. is gonna be directing Batman the Brave and the Bold. You'll have to fill us in on that. That's the new Batman oh, okay. movie. Are, the you new know what? Oh, okay, 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 okay. What, what do we know about it? That's it. Well, it's that, and oh, it's going to okay. be Bruce and his son Damian Wayne. So it's it's ah, a new. Okay. It's going to be Batman and Robin for the first time. Gotcha. Well, cool, cool, not for cool. the first time, but hopefully good for the first but, time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So cool. I don't know. That's I think exciting. the story. It's taking certain things from the comic, but it's like, it doesn't take enough from the comic in scale. In the comic, it's a war Mm. between, he goes back in time and changes everything, and the alternate Batman is Thomas Wayne, and Bruce is the one who was killed in the alley, and Thomas and Martha survive. And Thomas becomes Batman, and he's a brutal Batman, and he kills, and there's, all the superheroes are different or they're not there. Superman isn't there. We don't know where he is. Wonder Woman and Aquaman are fighting a worldwide war. The Amazons versus the Aqua, Aqualanteans, the Atlanteans, and it's destroying the Earth. And then Cyborg is trying, he's like the only person the public have, has faith in. And he's trying to get uh-huh. characters together to go and fight them and stop them. Uh, and okay, so we conveniently just cut all those stories out for the movie. Yeah, so like, get it? I get but it. But how do you it. do yeah, that? You know, because you're not going to get Ray Fisher yeah, back. No. He's not. He's done. He's. I don't think if he got the apology he wanted that he would even come back. But it's like hmm. they, there's a greater sense of urgency there than there is in this one, where like it feels much smaller because it's just hmm. Zod wants the Codex and that is in Supergirl and. There's, they're just trying to stop their friends from getting hurt as opposed to destroying, stopping the destruction of the entire world. Yeah. Also, like, the friendship built between them is, like, pretty weak story-wise. Yeah. Like, I don't really, you've known, you've known Supergirl for, like, the 
a day. <laughs> and she's like, I hate humans. They locked me up. And then she turns around. And she's like, just kidding. I saw Zod kill a human. And, uh, and now I'm here to save you because you saved me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like pretty... that works anyway. better in the comic than even then. You have to have read the tie-ins because what happens in the comic is that they go find Clark in a yeah. government facility that's under Metropolis, not Russia. And they were like experimenting on him. Well, they had another person they were experimenting on and then Clark crash landed and it destroyed Metropolis. And then he was stuck in this place for, you know, a decade and uh, General Lane, Lois's father, would became like a father figure to him. And he saw Clark as, or Cal, because that's all they knew as like a child, a son to him. And it's like really weird. And then they break him out and he flies away. And he, it's it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not as effective to me <laughs> as the Clark story, but you need all that backstory and you're not gonna get Henry Cavill back to do this. Having Michael Keaton yeah. is really cool as a fan of the 89 movie, but it doesn't work to me as well as having it be Thomas Wayne because Keaton's motivation to help is just they've both lost they've both lost parents and that's the thing yeah and he like reawakens batman like you see the 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 old disheveled batman yeah. in the like, cupboard beard growing long yeah yeah that's yeah. great that's so delightful like he's, you know he's like dude i thought it was pretty yeah. fun yeah also also the freaking the i'm batman line we were fully into spoilers by this point. Uh, the, the the I'm Batman line was just amazing. And then the how much do you weigh line was also yes, freaking amazing. Because it's like specifically like, like it's referencing all of his technology is like just from the 80s. He does that exact same thing yeah. in Batman 89 when he like he yeah. it turns to Vicky Vale's like, how much do you weigh? And then he specifically changes the buttons on the whatever. At it is. least he wasn't asking like asking the the hot lady how much she yeah. weighed this time. You know, it was everybody in the room. That was nice. Yeah. Um, it's so good. <laughs> but man. no, I think all that stuff was all that was pretty fun. Thank you for having me watch Batman '89. I would not have appreciated that if yeah. I if well, I hadn't like, seen his that. Bat, um, his Wayne Manor was so well recreated. That entire like armor yeah. room was there when that showed up. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. The kitchen was, was all the there. Kitchen? I think was the same as like when they were eating and after I the think after so. the dinner. They went there. It looks very. I think similar. it was very similar. Yeah. yeah, I think that 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 was just um, very well recreated, and I enjoyed that. Keaton is, is probably my favorite part of this, which is unfortunate. Right. Like he, Keaton is should it, not be the best part of this. Is the it's not the is the idea that it's just Michael Keaton as Batman, or is is the implication that also the Batman '89 is like the history of this Earth? Is that also part no, of it? No, I don't think it's supposed to be specifically that version of Batman okay. as much as it is just like okay. one of a hundred different versions of the spaghetti noodles offshoots. You know yes, I mean? yes. Hey, I thought I th I thought that was I thought the way they handled the multiverse was pretty genuinely okay. interesting. And um, like I thought yeah. I thought that was good of like, oh, yeah, it's not all just the I mean, like that explanation was actually helpful. Yeah. Um, and and I think obviously for relaunching the DC universe, like this makes a lot of sense if they end up using that. I don't know if they will. Uh, the I'm, cameo at the I'm end. I'm confused. I'm confused on if this is actually how they're going to be launching out new storylines to say that there's a multiverse or not. It's what like is, but we'll come back to that because it's still kind of unclear. Okay, I'm. I was confused. I think going into the movie, I thought that was the point of this. That's what I had read and yes. seen. Was like, this is how we're. This is how we're ending the previous, whatever we're calling it. Yeah, stage, which I think is just convenient into because they were going to be doing Flashpoint, so it's kind of like Flashpoint is one of the things that, that way. reset the universe yeah, uh -huh. in the comics to become the new Fifty Two universe, and that like it went from being the classic post crisis to then because uh -huh. there was pre crisis, which is the original stuff, and then there was post crisis on Infinite Earths, and then uh -huh. there was the new Fifty Two, and then there was Final Crisis. And then we got to Rebirth, but Rebirth is also just kind of an offshoot of the New 52 a little bit. And now we're in the New Frontier or something, or Infinite Frontier, and now everything's canon. It's confusing. DC has rebooted more Do, than Marvel has, this, 
this is like, it is such a mess. I was expecting them to come out of this with a very clear reset, kind of. Like, if that's, I mean, I, I it doesn't feel that no. way at all. No. Um, it's still a mess. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what their plan is with that. Um, hot take, Marshall. You can agree or disagree. Okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, the only reason this movie is good is because all the other DC movies are so bad. Um, thoughts? I don't think so. I think that it's hard to... I think Man of Steel, I think honestly, if we look at the DC movies more critically, I think that they're better than we give them credit for a lot of the time. Like Justice League gave them a lot of bad press. The Suicide Squad, the first one is not good, but Man of Steel is like almost a great movie. There's a couple things in that that jank it for me. Batman versus Superman on a rewatch, it feels better than I remember. Does it? Okay. But it still is a little jank. I still like it as a continuation of that universe. And then if you watch through, like Zack Snyder's Justice League is genuinely pretty dang good. Yeah. And like that's the version of this that I consider canon. Wonder Woman, also really fun. Like that's a solid seven out of ten. Shazam, the first one, pretty fun, pretty good, surprisingly dark at times for one that seems to be aged or aimed at a younger audience. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, not very good. Fun as like an nope. 80s romp, but not anything that you can look into deeper. Black Adam, I don't even really count. That's just a rock vanity project that means nothing and connects to nothing and is going nowhere. And then you have, I think that's, well, The Suicide Squad, very good, super awesome and fun. Peacemaker, same universe, also very good. And then this, Better than it is worse, I would say, but not great. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I struggle because I think if you hadn't seen all of them, this movie would not be great. Like, if you hadn't no, seen yeah. Man of Steel, this movie's not good. Like, and you don't really understand the implications of Zod at all. I mean, or any of the things where it's like, oh, the world's a little different now. Like, if you haven't seen this, the movies. Yeah, it doesn't work. I, that that is a so, tough thing about it. Like, I think you could go into this without having seen Batman '89 and be just fine. But yeah, if uh-huh. you haven't seen, a wouldn't lot be of, as fun. It wouldn't no, be as good. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't be it's as a good. lot more fun seeing all those. Which is an issue. Let's get right? nuts if, and everything. If, yeah, yeah, right. If it's not, if I hadn't seen '89 last week, I wouldn't have liked this movie as much. Yeah, I don't think. Which which makes I guess. To, maybe that's okay. That's that's fine. Yeah, it's still Blanks. a fun version of the character, but it's like, it doesn't work as well, certainly. And I think that that is the bigger problem is that the, the DC movies, if you haven't seen Man of Steel or Justice League or whatever, or Wonder Woman, then it doesn't make as much sense and you would probably be a lot more confused as to what's going on. Like I have all of that in my head and I have the comic book in my head and everything. So I can go into this right. and be like, oh yeah, so this is this and that's that. And that makes sense. But that would be a big downfall for people who have not seen it. I can see that for sure. That's a problem. But anyway, um, it's... The score is uh, fine. The music's fine. Like I've never heard I Benjamin like, Wolfish do anything. The stuff that was most notable to me was just did a good job of interweaving stuff from Batman 89, but that's just Danny Elfman. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you if, if you just got a little a little happy when you heard that Batman. Yeah, do you, you hear that like glockenspiel? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. uh, and they did, they did the same thing with Wonder Woman when she pulls them off the bridge. Yeah. It's weird. She's cameoed in like every single one of these things recently, which is bizarre. She's doing like one scene in every movie for no reason. I uh, I don't know, man. Like I I want I the cinematography is genuinely pretty dang good for a good portion of it. I like the set design. The the parts of this are all pretty good, but it just falls down because it's Ezra Miller, and I, I don't think he's a very yeah. good actor. Don't think they're a very good actor. And uh, well, oh, oh, okay. For, I'm so for sorry. For two reasons. I meant I thought I, yes. I was laughing because there was two different Ezra Millers in this movie. Uh, yes, not because of their, their, their pronouns gender. and <laughs> because there's two of them. Now there are two of them. Insert Star Wars clip. 
This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Uh, but it's just without even thinking of all the drama around Ezra Miller's actions over the last couple of years, if you're not aware, there's just this like tirade of poor behavior slash crime that has been happening for a while. Yeah. Like there's video of yeah. him like grabbing a woman by the throat and throwing her on the ground. And he was yeah. on the run from yeah. the police for like a solid four months uh, because he had maybe kidnapped a teenager and like then he was seen in Hawaii evading authorities and he was taunting authorities. Sorry, they were taunting a force of habit. Ah, taunting authorities on social media. It's like very confusing. And the weirdest thing about it, like supposedly they're getting help and that's great. And I think that Ezra made a statement, but it's weird that DC never said anything. Warner Brothers yeah. never said anything. which feels like a very strange move. Uh, like, they're dropping all of these other people who are doing nothing wrong, and meanwhile, Ezra's over here doing legitimate crime, and they're just like, it's probably, don't think about it, everyone. And even yeah, if, you, even if you divorce yourself from that, it's just like, is Ezra a very good actor? Yeah, why are you putting all of your, uh, why are you, why, why out of all the choices you get, out of all the people you could drop, out of all the people you could run with on this, and then run like plug it. the movie really hard as like the best superhero film ever? Like what? Like I feel like their their marketing campaign before this movie was like really trying to hype it, and you're like, why? Like are you sure? And then it flopped big time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. did not do well in the box office. Just not super surprising just because I don't think anyone was really excited about it because of the Ezra Miller factor, but also just DC has not had a good string lately of quality stuff and neither is Marvel. And that really affects DC because if Marvel's not doing well, then people are definitely gonna think the other people who aren't as good as Marvel in the eyes of the public are gonna be terrible. So I don't know. I mean, I like, things about this movie. I think that the uh, the baby sequence, well, let's get into spoilers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's worth seeing. It's not it's not amazing, but I'm giving it a yes. If you're a DC fan, mm. that's what I that's, that's yeah. my caveat. If you cuz like I had moments yeah. in this, at the, especially <clears throat> at the beginning where I was like, this is sweet, like the Justice League. This is cool and they're acting the way that they would act and this is awesome. Yeah, the yeah, the, are we allowed to have caveats on the the yes no scale? <laughs> yeah, I mean you have. Um, I I say I say yes. I say yes, but the uh, yeah the big caveats are if you're not a DC fan, <clears throat> you're not you're not going to. And the box office reflects that too, right? Like at this point, where DC is at in the public opinion is lower. It's making way less. The Ezra Miller, Miller stuff. Anybody who was a DC fan that. <laughs> Has a conscious no, um, no. <laughs> Anyone who was a DC fan that 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 might have seen this movie, but then didn't because of Ezra Miller, and so then we're left with just less people who are going to see this in theaters. And mm -hmm. so, anyway, I think I think if you've seen the other stuff and you like superhero films, yeah, it's not it's not a bad superhero movie by any means. No. I think they they take a lot they take a lot of boxes. They like create a pretty believable set of rules for the superhero. They give a backstory. They like add some compelling story they I mean, like the, the like you said fight scenes great if you're into that sort of thing like like really fun um and like overall if you're into like time travel and multiverse stuff i think this is a movie that you'll probably enjoy they follow the yeah. rules the rules of, of time travel and messing with time travel really well and it didn't feel at any point super unoriginal and they like yeah it, they, they also somehow kind of created their own version of it which i thought like even the yeah. way they visually portrayed that for this character i thought was really interesting yeah. genuinely yeah, yeah. Kind of funny, I think a, a similar issue with multiverses that they, they also take a different take on in the new um, Spider-Man Across the Multiverse mm -hmm. is, well, that's fate. You have to suck it up and let it happen. Canon like events. Everybody, every, everybody loses their, their dad. Yeah, the canon events, that's what they call it um, in the Spider-Man movie. Um, a similar take here where it's uh 
you have to let certain things happen yeah. within within this world. In this world, everyone dies, or in this world, whatever. Uh, what do they say? The but there are like connection points in this movie. Barry which I think calls it something specifically. Where, I can't remember mm, what it was, and I'm blanking on it. Where it's like every, in every in every multiverse, Batman has an Alfred, and he's yeah. he's like you can't call it chain, like it's fate, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's weird. You can't explain it. It doesn't fit into the theory. The theory says that there should be infinite multiverses of all these different stories, but and yet every single one. Batman has an Alfred or yeah. whatever. Anyway, I, th- I just think it was kind of interesting that both the new Spider-Man movie and the Flash movie kind of take a, a s- different perspectives on different but similar on can can canon events if you want to call it that. Yeah. Which do you think, Marshall? What do you think about this? The fact that where we're at superhero movies wise, we're having all these multiverse movies, similar timing. It feels like, and obviously, it is an important part of comic books and comic book history was there kind of a point within comic books where they they necessitated the multiverse in terms of writing them where it was like suddenly in the 80s everybody was writing multiverse comics or um, you know right, right now we're the early 2020s we have to have multiverse movies because that's where we're at in terms of the history of the storytelling or to make me, it work to make it make sense at this point on infinite earths so Marvel, like I was saying earlier, Marvel has not done this historically nearly as much as DC. Marvel has traditionally had two universes, and that was the 616 universe, the main one that's existed since the Fantastic Four, or since before, since like freaking Namor and the original Human Torch. Like there's, Marvel goes back a long time, but the original universe, the one that we would think of the most in our heads of like the versions of the characters we're thinking of, if you think of the comic book versions. And then in the early 2000s, they had the Ultimate Universe, which was their way of doing like a fresh take on all of these characters that was unburdened from continuity and it would bring all of their origin stories up to the early 2000s. And a lot of that stuff was a little different and a little edgy. And that's where Miles originally came out of because you had the original Amazing, not Amazing, the Ultimate Spider-Man, which was Peter, and then Peter is eventually killed and then Miles becomes the new Spider-Man. And then there were these two universes running concurrently for a long time. And the different versions of the same characters, the MCU, a lot of it is somewhat based off of the Ultimate Universe in a lot of ways, um, just because it's much more grounded and gritty and militaristic. Um, like the Avengers are called the Ultimates and they're very basically like military police in. The ultimate universe to a certain degree and like captain america is from the 40s so he's racist and misogynistic and tony's like continually an alcohol uh, alcoholic asshole and they they basically were like what if all of the avengers were bad people and didn't get redemption <laughs> like interesting decision guys um the 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 main thing that's good about the ultimate universe is the spider-man book then in like 2015 they had an event where both of these universes collided with each other and ceased to exist and then a whole big thing happened with another universe briefly and then it turned into the one we have now which is like a mishmash of both of them so in a much longer more complicated way that's what dc has done over its entire history so in let's see 1985 there was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Actually, the multiverse goes all the way back to The Flash because The Flash, The Flash of Two Worlds. Let me look this up real quick. I'm about to run out of battery. So in The Flash 123 in 1961, this is pre-Spider-Man's existence. Um, There's this famous cover of uh, Barry Allen Flash on one side of the issue and on the other side is Jay Garrick, the older version of Flash, the original Flash. And they're both running after this person and that's the first time that they introduced this idea of a multiverse of different versions of the character, of the same, different versions of the same character interacting. Oh, and we see Jay Garrick in this in this movie. Yes, and there's weird, there's some controversy around <laughs> yeah. that, bizarrely. Is there really? Yes, oh, really? because we don't know who that is. It's not oh. John Wesley Shipp, and it's not the guy who played him in Smallville. It might just be some computer-generated face. But how weird what? to make a Flash movie and not only not connect it to the, you know, nine seasons 
Flash TV show at all, who like Ezra Miller was in that show, but also yeah, when you, it's, I don't know, it's very bizarre, but you that's get- strange, anyway. Um, that was kind of the first introduction of a multiverse. And then is it Infinity Crisis? Hold on. When was Infinity Crisis? I think that was later. Yes, yeah, so it was Crisis on Infinite Earths is the first one that introduced a larger multiverse of different versions of these characters that then reset that universe that time. And then you get another crisis and a final crisis, an infinite crisis. And like crises are the big things that happen in the DC universe. So we talk about pre and post crisis DC and then gotcha. pre and post Flashpoint. So then all of these things have been around for a long time. And then in the newest part of this, it just went crazy because they were like, okay, it's getting too confusing because we did the new 52, which was almost like their ultimate universe, which was we're relaunching with 52 new ongoing books that are resetting everything, starting from number one. And it was kind of different and gritty and techy and they swapped a lot of things out that some people liked and some people didn't like. And then we've moved on from that. And it's just like DC became a big jumble that then they were like, okay, everything's canon now. And we've reset everything. And now we've made a new universe where the things that people like are the things that are canon, but also everything <laughs> is canon because it's a multiverse and anything could be pulled in from anywhere. So everything that you like is also canon, but the main universe is the most stuff that people like. That's honestly, that is so funny because that's kind of where I was getting at with this whole question was I was wondering, <clears throat> you know, one, is that kind of where we're at in terms of multiverses within superhero movies overall? But I was mm -hmm. also wondering, is this movie going to end on that? Is it going to say it's all canon? We don't have to restart anything because it's multiverses. And it didn't. It didn't do that. I don't. And, yeah, but I it don't also think it's didn't, going it to. It also didn't give us it didn't give us a direction either. It didn't necessarily say these people are in or out. And then the post credit scene was like a waste of my life. I, I that was just like Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller. Uh, but you know, anyway, so it's just like, yeah, I was just expecting it to have some sort of direction or say it's all canon and it, it didn't do either of those things. Yeah, so, which is weird confusing. Times, yeah. And it really, and let's just definitively say spoilers because we haven't said it yet at this point. So definitively <laughs> spoilers. And then we can move into okay. that. Uh, James Bond dies in the end, etc. Yeah, the, correct. I, what's weird is that like, it's not that, like it's not everything is canon. It is, we're doing a soft reboot fully. And we even just got news. Did you see that? We have our Superman in Lois Lane. What? Yep, David Corenswent is a relative unknown. He's been in a few things, but he's gonna be Superman. He's 30, which is okay. a great age. And he looks a little slim, but he can bulk <laughs> up just like Henry did. Henry was real slim in 2011, two years before his movie came out. So I think he looks great for it. I'm very happy with that. And Rachel Brosnahan, who plays the marvelous Miss Maisel, is going to be Lois Lane. Oh, oh that's lovely. I that is great that. casting. Okay, cool. So like we're going full reset. Yeah. Oh wow, he has got the job. He's got the Superman job. Yes, he can absolutely do it. He, I'm he can very get the swoopy hair. It. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's been That's some fun. good fan art and stuff. So I don't know, like, uh, I'm not sure what's happening anymore. I like things <laughs> about this movie. I genuinely thought the baby scene was really fun and it felt like a comic book. Yeah. And I was like, this is delightful and I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I think it was a fun opener for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt it felt ridiculous. The the cut to him, <laughs> um, the cut of like he's like considering which baby to save first, and then like bypasses the babies and eats a bunch of granola bars out of the yeah. machine. Or yeah, was awesome. Um, I genuinely laughed at this movie quite a few times. So there's some funny yeah, stuff. There's some super, some some superhero superhero e moments. Yeah, I thought for having very little um, screen time and. Uh, coming from the soap opera world, I thought Sasha Kaye did a really good job as her version of Kara. Um, yeah. Michael Shannon is back for five minutes, and I love him. Uh, Mer uh, Maribel Verdu does a great job as Barry's mom. She's very nice, and I like her, and she's like, she plays a good mom, and I, that's good. And that's a good. Ben Affleck is good. 
Wait, they did the they did the lasso of truth joke a second time. Yeah. Why? It wasn't it funny like, in Justice League. Why are we doing this again? And it's they didn't even do a different truth. It's the same truth of like I do this to compensate for whatever. It's like what do you? This is just silly. Uh, I yeah. I think what I'm realizing is that the things that I like about this movie are primarily the Batman things, uh -huh, which is yes. it should really be a strike against it. Like mm. just that I I should be going to this Flash movie to enjoy the Flash and the Flash things about it, and it's just yes. like it it just doesn't feel that we've earned the character development that Barry has had since the last one. Like a lot has happened in between this that we saw off screen. He's learned to phase. He's learned to channel his energy, and he's got a new suit, and he's really he's so smart and mature now. And that's great, except that it doesn't feel like anything happened to make it that way, except that the writers wrote it that way because the old version sucked. Yeah, you're right. And that's which, frustrating. Which is pretty, that is pretty crazy that it, it, he is such a better character in this movie. Which is, but then is immediately counteracted by the fact that the younger version of him is just the version of him from Justice League again. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It's <laughs> fine. I I gave it a seven out of ten in my head initially. I think it's a mm -hmm. six, a, a, a low six five. I think you're totally right though that like, if you're looking for a great Flash movie, it doesn't quite do that. No. You know. Yeah. I think the Batman stuff definitely. And even the Superman stuff, I feel like connecting it to Man of Steel, that's what I was saying. I think it, like, as, it, it can't be a standalone movie. I mean, obviously, you have to be able to have seen all these other things. If you hadn't had seen Man of Steel, the fight scene would not have been as fun. It like just Yeah, would, you, have would it have now, the, like, the interesting weight of Man of Steel? Yes, and would it have right. the, the joy and fun of Batman 89 and his like right. catchphrases and his old crappy technology and yeah i'm yeah. sad we didn't get to see the which, batmobile driving around that's dumb the yeah, best batmobile yeah, it was just like parked yeah it was just parked yeah um yeah pulling when he pulled that off that was pretty the the cover off of the the 89 yeah. batmobile was pretty dope um yeah all that dusty stuff in his Batcave was all the dusty stuff in his bat cave, if you know what Ooh. I mean. <laughs> Has not Ooh. used those tools in a long time. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Good stuff. I it it's it was it was it was two hours. It was a little long, actually. It felt a little long to me. Maybe, but I don't really know two, what I would cut two. out. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Anyway, well that's that. I don't know if I have that. Oh, I like I liked the George Clooney bit at the end. I think that's great. Since we're in spoiler realm, I, I thought great. it was hilarious. Yes, I thought it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. I wish. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was good. It was a good bit. I maintain that if he had someone else writing and directing that movie, Batman and Robin, that he could have been genuinely the best Batman. Like George Clooney is. If I had to cast someone from the '90s and early 2000s yes. to play Bruce Wayne. It's George Clooney. Absolutely. Like back, that was the ER days. He was so unknown back then. But so good looking. This is like, but like, genius. Still like Silver Fox, a little older. Yeah. So good. It's just, <sighs> I, I don't know. Like I think of his performance in Michael Clayton and I think like he could be such a great, great yeah. Bruce Wayne in Batman. So I don't speaking know. of other bat speaking of other Batmans, um, oh, this is actually other Supermans. What was with the Nick Cage Superman? Oh, I got stories to that? tell you. What is that, dude? Hold up. Okay, so well, no, we're in spoilers. Everybody should have seen it at this point. But yeah, the cut when they're looking at all the different Earths, all the different storylines, and there's a Nick Cage Superman. Fill me in. Yes. Yeah, so there's a point in the movie when um, the bad Ezra Miller is trying to stop everything and save everyone and it's destroying the universe and it's causing different multiverses to collide or different universes to collide. One of them we see Adam West, Batman. One of them we see George Reeve, Superman, which is a little weird ethically it because was kind of he, you know, killed himself and had no remaining family and could not have given consent for this. And there's, you know, or of course there's urban legends of like, it was because he hated being Superman and that's probably not true. But there's like, it's a little, iffy him being included there um christopher reeve superman as well as um 
Halle Slater, who played Supergirl in the bad Supergirl movie that technically does take place in the Chris Reeve universe. Um, we see a version of Jay Garrick that is someone, as well as uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman. So let me tell you about uh, Superman Lives. Oh, okay. So in 1989, a little movie came out called Batman, directed by Tim Burton. Okay. Hey, so, Gary, which may you go back and listen to the podcast episode. Yes. So I'm surprised I didn't bring this up on the last episode, honestly. They wanted to make a Superman movie to go with it. And Tim Burton was oh. even going to direct it at one point. And famously, Tim, not Tim Burton, Nick Cage loves Superman loves he has of course he it, does. at one point in time he had multiple copies of action comics number one his son what? his son is named cal no way really yes he played superman in um something recently it was i think uh teen titans go he finally was allowed to play superman but he's wanted to do it forever and he was going the to the the pictures I'm getting on Google right now are glorious. Are you seeing his costume fitting? I just I I just Googled Superman Lives Nick Cage and Yes. So he wowie, was wow. going to do it. He was gonna play Superman in a movie called Superman Lives that um was going to be kind of like a follow-up to somewhat the Tim Burton universe that was gonna take place in that kind of world and be in the Schumacher wow. stuff and everything. And then it never quite materialized. One of the big stories, you, you can see the picture, and we're not, we don't have it on video this episode, but you can look it up. If you guys look up Superman Lives Nick Cage, you'll see it. He's got a, uh, his long hair, which he wasn't going to have for the movie, but he had it for the costume fitting. And he's wearing a very Batman 89 style, like rubber yeah. um, Superman costume. Yeah, yeah. So that was one version of the movie. It changed over several years and everything. And at one point, Kevin Smith was brought in to do rewrites. Kevin Smith, who did, you know, uh, Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob, and he's done some really good stuff, huge comic book fan. And he was asked by this specific um, uh, producer, whose name I can't remember, who's kind of infamous at the studio. There were three things that he was told that he had to do in this rewrite. He did not want to see Superman fly, because that was ridiculous. He didn't want him to wear that silly outfit. So the Superman <laughs> costume. And he had to fight a giant spider in the third act. Those were the so three wait. requirements. So in this movie, Superman, is he fighting a giant spider? He's fighting spider? a giant spider. So it's a, it's a fantastic in-joke for people who are aware of this very specific wow. small part of history. And another great thing about that, that director later the next that, that movie fell apart the that producer who was apparently had a thing for giant spiders the next year wild wild west came out and he produced wild wild west and what is the final act of wild wild west is it fighting a giant spider it is kevin klein and will smith and a giant steampunk spider <laughs> What? That is so weird. Oh my gosh, I'm Googling that now. What the That heck? movie's so bad. That is so weird. Will Smith Dude. turned down The Matrix to do that movie. No way, really? He would have been Neo. <laughs> I have no clue. I know nothing about this movie. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. awesome. Wow. Nope, I don't want to. I don't want to. Dude, it's worth watching. Wow. It's so, it's like yeah. stupid fun bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of Nick Cage as Superman and like Well great, thank you. That that makes a whole lot more sense. But for someone who doesn't know that, how weird right. and distracting is it that they focus so much on that version yeah. of the character? It's the same yeah. thing with Into the Spider-Verse, the amount that they focus on Donald Glover, they just like they hover on him for a little too long because we know this thing about that character. Not because it makes sense to the story, but because the audience is like, ah, good point. That's a thing yes. for me. Like, uh. if we're gonna focus on someone, it should be Chris Reeve. It should not, oh, Helen Slater, that's her name. It should not be Nick Cage for shock value because how funny would that be? Because they really like, they put the, the final camera on him multiple times. And it's weird, I have to imagine, for someone who doesn't know that backstory. 
of like, right. I guess there's a universe where Nick Cage is Superman or a guy who looks like Nick Cage is Superman. Weird. I just, that's, I don't know. that's this, that, that is the issue with this movie overall. I feel like we're, we're saying is it just, it's too reliant on outside sources and without the outside sources, what it did is not working. And I feel like yeah, that's right. where if it had followed the comic, it would have worked better because the comic mm. is self-contained. Like it's about a conflict between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Okay. But that's not dependent on outside films to understand that. This is just an alternate universe that's happening. Okay. Thomas Wayne mm. is Batman because Bruce is killed in the alley. That makes sense. I get it. Okay. And the reason that he wants to help Flash is because he would rather himself be dead and Bruce live. If, even if it means destroying this universe and having the other universe live. And that is so much more compelling than mm. the other way around. Like all of these other things, it are so much more well contained in itself rather than, okay, you have to have seen Batman 89 to understand this part. You have to have, uh, be aware of the cousin of Superman. That is a real thing that they sent another person to watch over Superman, her pod, got delayed so she was sent earlier but all like what other stuff uh, Michael Shannon see Man of Steel all of this different things like it just kind of creates a mess and if you had just followed the book yeah. and fleshed out yeah. the book there's a very good animated movie called the Flashpoint Paradox which just follows the comic that I would genuinely suggest watching because it's huh. very it's actually very good that's my cool. if this then that Okay, wow. I don't have an insist in that. It's go watch a superhero movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone. Uh, no, if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it, people. That is. Hey, it. let's let's get excited about some upcoming movies. <laughs> yeah. So here's the I'm, thing. I'm I am I am really glad that we did this. I'm really glad that we did this. I'm glad we watched the Flash. I'm glad we talked about it. Mm. It was it was an enlightening. It's fun to talk about a thing that is is not great because it gives us more to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do a podcast, so, man. We got to even if we don't want the to, content. We got to watch yeah. this garbage. We got to. We got to, which we is got why to. Marshall was gracious, paused the episode, I went and watched it. Mm. And we had this lovely conversation because of it. So We did. It's good. Hey, in 2 days. 3 days? 3 days. Indiana Jones. We got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Then freaking the beginning of next month, we've got Mission Impossible, July 12th. Dead Reckoning Dead Part Reckoning 1. Part 1. <laughs> it's a part one, everybody. Let's see what cliffhanger they leave on. Uh, so we've got hella time to binge watch the Indiana Jones movies, skip Crystal Skull, uh, and we've got hella time to binge watch Mission Impossible starting at Mission Impossible 3. It's good. Um, Mission Impossible then, 1 is also very good. Mission Impossible no, 2 Mission is Mission Impossible nothing. is 1. <laughs> Mission Impossible One is 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 fun. Yes, yeah, skip two. Go for, one, for three, yeah. four, five, yeah. six. Absolutely. Rogue Nation is also kind of nothing, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it doesn't it like set up the plot that he's a baddie now or something. It sets up some of the events, sort of, of Fallout, but I yeah. remembered nothing about Rogue Nation, and I Fallout's probably my favorite one. Great. But yeah, I mean, um, all that to say, we're doing Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 next week. We got to talk about oh, when yep. we are recording that. Uh, we'll set that, yeah. And then the week after that, we'll do Indiana Jones. Week after that, we'll do something else. I don't know what, <laughs> uh, but another full-size lounge, maybe. I mean, probably, but we'll see what that is. We'll tell you next week, probably. But yeah, you Ooh. can look forward to Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Deep Dive, and then after that, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Hopefully it's good. I just listened to, they released uh, Helena's theme, which is, uh, what's her name from Fleabag? Her character. I don't remember, but it's her character. And man, John Williams has still got it. It was genuinely That's gorgeous. Crazy. One of the best things I've oh. ever heard from him. Legitimately. Wow. Um, wow. wow. But yeah, wow. that's what you have to look forward to, people. So check out the good stuff. Check out those movies. And um, check us out on social media at Cinema Lounge Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, not on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok. I've been posting previews and stuff and updating on what's coming next and everything. So you can see what's happening next if you didn't catch the show. Uh, hop in the Discord. All these links are in the description. We're in the Discord every once in a while. Uh, shout out to Camden, the Discord man, who's the one who's, mm -hmm. he's the chatter in there. Shout out to Eric, number one fan. Deanna, our number uh, two Colombian fan. 
I'm gonna call Laura number one, even though Deanna's probably number one fan, but if we're being real. And yeah, just thanks everyone for listening. If you like this episode of the show, you should check out our other episodes on superhero stuff like The Batman, like Batman 89. Our previous episode is that one. Uh, Other multiverse stuff, you can check out our episode on Spider-Man No Way Home. We talked about Superman 78 and Superman 2 a while back, and that's another classic example of Ben watched one of those movies (laughs) and did not get to the other one. (laughs) Which was fine. We dealt with it, and it's still a good episode, I think. Um, But yeah. Oh, one thing, Nikolaj Koster Waldau, who plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. Uh huh. Um, he's the guy who uh, Flash stole the pizza from. <laughs> really? Yep. I, I did not, I did recognize, not recognize him. him. I saw him steal that pizza and I was like, they're focusing on that guy. That must be somebody. And then I couldn't figure it out. Apparently, he was rumored to play Reverse Flash, who's an important character in the original version of the story. And he even was at the premiere wearing yellow, the colors of the Reverse Flash, but that didn't happen. So maybe that was something in the script at some point in history. I don't know. He's worked with Andy Machete before. Whatever. Cool. If this, then that, watch better superhero things. Watch the Flashpoint Paradox, the animated movie. It's pretty good. Uh, Other superhero movies, you know. I literally wrote better superhero movies here. Um, (laughs) But yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out on the social medias and on the show. Suggest the show to someone who you love. If you didn't like the episode, suggest it to someone you hate. And thank you, and I'm going to run back in time. And, um, oh, they, um, one more thing. Who killed Barry's mom? They never answered it, did they? They did not. Um, some baddie, the pizza guy, probably. So, I know what it is in the comics. In the comics, it it is the reverse flash. Went back in time and and killed his mother. That question, yeah. But we don't ever address that. It's very strange to me that that the whole idea is just. Oh yeah, that is that is weird. Like what a mystery, and he's just like fine with like, all right, my dad's free, and I'm going on a date now. Yeah. (laughs) The end of the the end of the movie is I I exonerated my father by changing history. um, and then and then I left the courtroom and went on a date. Yeah, the date. lesson I learned is don't change history, except that I will do, I will move a soup can, which is yeah. just as impactful as the last time I moved a soup can, but for some reason doesn't impact things as much. And I'm going to go and date my girlfriend. Thanks for everyone for listening to the show. <laughs> Check out uh, our yeah, other nice. episodes, listen to better episodes, read DC Comics. I've been Marshall. <sighs> I've been Ben.